Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or just to hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in the world is Jesus. The more you desire Him, the less you will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify, and the easier it will be to hear His noise above all the noise of this world. So today on our podcast, I want to talk about a few different things. I don't know if we're going to be talking about just one thing, but I have a couple different things on my mind. So let's call this a little mishmash podcast. (laughs) But um, first, I wanted to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing Christian publisher, and they have amazing resources for the Christian homeschooling family. Right now, they have their brand new health and nutrition curriculum that has been released for high school students. It is so good. I have it, and I'm so excited to use it with my high schoolers. So go to Apologia.com and check that out. I also wanted to let you know about a conference that I will be speaking at in August, and that is the Family Bible Conference. So I want to tell you a little bit about that uh, conference real quick. For many Christian families, there's been a slow and steady decline in the devotion to the Word of God. The Word of God is no longer central in family life and education, and as a result, families are disintegrated because they're not founded on the rock. Well, now is the time to lay again the foundation of God's Word in our homes. You guys know how I love God's Word, right? So with a firm reliance upon the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible Conference will equip you and your family to teach the Bible that generations to come might know the works of the Lord, to integrate the Bible into every single school subject. That's actually what I'm going to be speaking about at the conference. Um, To sing the Bible, to make melody in your heart to the Lord, believe the Bible no matter what the cost, live the Bible in all of family life, and stand on a Bi- on the Bible in a culture that has rejected its authority. This conference is going to have over 30 sessions from speakers like Joel Beek, Dr. Carlton McLeod, Kevin Swanson, Mike Snavely, and myself and others. So there's also a really cool thing with this conference. There is also a discounted priority admission to the brand new Museum of the Bible. I am so excited to visit the Museum of the Bible with my family when we are in D.C. Um, You can see there how God has used and preserved his word throughout history. So there's also included in your ticket affordable Christian tours of key historical sites around Washington, D.C., The conference will take place August 10th to 11th, and right now you can get 48% off full price tickets until June 30th if you use the code KAREN. So please go over to... um, the link that I'm putting in this podcast episode, click on there and you will be able to register your family for 40% off the full price until June 30th if you use the code Karen. Again, I'm speaking at this conference and I'm really excited. I'm going to be speaking about being a woman in the word and also about using the Bible to teach your children. Uh, So go and check that out. So thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. Today I was sort of like, what am I going to talk about? I always have all these different ideas and I've been trying to make a schedule and um, I had a couple different things I want to talk about today. So we'll talk a little bit about homeschooling stuff, a little bit about faith stuff, a little bit about simplifying, a little bit about everything, I guess. It's just kind of be a little mishmash. But one of the things I wanted to talk about, I posted on Facebook today on um, 
my Bible-based homeschooling page and actually on Simply Living for Him, I posted a little uh, thought I was having about instant gratification and how in our homeschool, um, there is no instant gratification. You know, as a homeschooling mom who's now going on her 13th year of homeschooling, I have realized that this isn't about a... um, curriculum that's going to teach my kids something, you know, overnight. And this process was not about something that was going to be instantly gratifying. In fact, it has been a long journey. And, you know, I so I talked about this on my Facebook post. I said, there's no instant gratification in homeschool. It's sometimes several steps forward and several steps backward, but it's a long journey. And often on this journey, we learn you know, so much more than just academics. Academics are just such a small part of what we've been learning in our homeschool journey. And I don't believe that God wants this journey to be about instant gratification. I believe that he wants it to be a long, slow process because he's teaching us so much. However, our culture, not just in homeschooling, but you can apply this to anything in life, whether you're a homeschooler or not, our culture right now kind of cultivates this whole atmosphere of instant gratification because at least for me, I remember um, in, in homeschool seeing you know pictures of these kids who maybe this wonderful curriculum was showing that it was working so well and they're all smiling and learning and they're so smart, right? Or you learned about you know this new method of doing things and it was promising you that your family was going to be transformed you know that week if you started implementing it. So not just in homeschooling, you can find that in anything in life, right? Um, But our culture, especially with social media, promotes this whole idea of instant gratification. Like none of us want to wait anymore for anything, right? You stand online in the grocery store and what do you do? You go to your phone because you can't wait. You can't stand still for five minutes. I mean, I even find myself, and I'll admit this because you know I'm all about being real and admitting things and being transparent. I find myself sometimes waiting for my son to do his math problem, and I pick up my phone. Like, honestly, <laughs> I can't fill that 30-second gap with something else, you know, or just sit there. Um, and I, I've realized that lately. Like, seriously, Karen, you need to, like, just be. So I myself struggle with that. But I think our um, culture as a whole kind of promotes this whole idea of instant gratification. I mean, you have Amazon Prime, right? You can get anything you want in two days, We are being um, taught and we are being, um, you know, immersed in this culture that everything is quick and we can have it and we can have it right now. And we don't even realize it, but that infiltrates so many different areas of our life. And so I was thinking about that with homeschooling today and actually touched on that topic a little bit in sessions this, this speaking season when I spoke at conventions, that there is no instant gratification in homeschool. But apply that to anything in your life. There is no instant gratification in anything that is worth doing, right? Nothing that is worth doing is going to be easy. Things are difficult. We aren't always going to um, arrive, right? Uh, certainly after 13 years of homeschooling, I can promise you that we have not arrived yet. I am still working out the kinks, but it's a journey and it's an awesome journey. And if you go into it thinking that you're going to, um, you know, sort of solve some kind of problem, maybe you're having problems at school with your child or you're having problems with your child, you know, whatever it is. And you're thinking, well, I'm going to homeschool them and everything is going to change and be perfect. 
No, I mean, things may change and may get better, but it's ultimately about heart work and it's ultimately about what you are doing on the journey and not just thinking that there's this be all end all like, um, destination that you're going to arrive at, right? Life is a journey. Homeschool is a journey. Anything that you do in life is a journey. And we have to be really careful about like recognizing the fact that this society that we are in and the culture that we are in is really, promoting and fostering in us this need to have everything and have it now, right? I remember in early on in my homeschool journey, I would see pictures of, you know, homeschools and think, well, mine should look like that tomorrow. And you know what? Mine still don't look like that. (laughs) So this culture though, especially the visual and the, the media, the visually saturated society that we live in, gives us this false sense that we need to achieve some kind of perfection and we need to achieve it right now. Instead of looking at life as a long journey that each day we may achieve and then some days we go back and then some days we go forward and that's part of the journey. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it promises an instant gratification that your life will be perfect and that things will be perfect tomorrow, right? There's always things to work on. There's always going to be difficulties. There's always going to be struggles. The Bible promises that. So we need to be very careful to not have this idea about instant gratification. Um, So as a homeschooler, I was trying to say today on my Facebook posts that, you know, there is no curriculum that will promise tomorrow you will, you know, have perfect children or tomorrow they will know all their math. It's a constant, constant journey and it changes and there's different seasons within the journey and there's highs and there's lows, there's mountains and there's valleys. So we have to really be careful and be cautious and be aware that the culture that we live in, I mean, if you see a photo or you see an article or you're just constantly bombarded with stuff, that is helping us to take our eyes off of our purpose and off of Jesus and off of what we should be doing, which is walking with the Lord, right? We are walking with the Lord. So that implies that we are on a journey. We're not standing still and arrived this moment, right? There's no learning if you're not moving and growing. So there's no instant gratification in homeschool or in life. So we have to be really um, aware of that. And I've noticed myself, you know, like I said, I've noticed myself um, driving places. You feel like you need to get there right away if there's traffic or trying to just live more slowly for all of us has become so much more difficult because of our society. Um, and especially, I mean, I live in an area, well, my town where I live, you guys know we live on a hobby farm. We live out in the country in New Jersey in a little tiny town, but where I grew up, it was busy. I grew up nine miles outside of New York city. When we go down there now to visit, I notice the difference, right? Just recently we had gone down to that area. My daughter was attending a um, homeschool prom with a friend. And so 
we the homeschool prom was taking place on a boat right on the Hudson River, around the Statue of Liberty, all those beautiful sights. It was wonderful, right? So we drove them to the little dinner cruise, and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we used to live down here. Like I forgot how fast-paced and how busy and how crowded and how much traffic there was, right? And so when we got home and when we were back in, in our area, which is about, mm, I guess, an hour and a half away, I was like, oh, you know, you can breathe a little sigh of relief. But so many of us, even if you don't live in the city, even if you don't live in a really fast-paced area, you still feel the um, the results of that kind of culture that we overall live in because, I mean, like I said, you can go on the internet and buy something on Amazon Prime. Honestly, I'll be honest again and real, if I can't get it in two days, I don't order it. I'm like, oh, it's not Prime. Like, I'm just so used to wanting something, ordering it, and getting it at my doorstep in two days. If you think back 10, 20 years ago, that was unheard of. And now I think Amazon like is making that new thing where you can get it in an hour in some areas. I mean, we are so um, ingrained now that everything has to be instant. And if we want something, we want it now. And I don't think that's a good thing because that's not teaching our children hard work and perseverance and patience and waiting because there's always something to learn in the waiting. And I'm not saying just waiting for things on Amazon Prime. You're going to learn all these life lessons. But I'm talking about the overall um, idea that we can live a little bit more slowly. We don't always have to be in a rush. We don't always have to have everything and have it right this second. So how is a culture, can we even go back? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if we've hit the tipping point where we're so ingrained in this fast-paced, busy, um, you know, getting things instantly world, how we go back. But I do know that I am responsible for the way that I live and the way that I teach my family to live. And if I can kind of step out of that and say to myself, how can we live more slowly? How can we foster patience, which is a fruit of the spirit in my children? Because the world we're living in right now doesn't foster patience. And the society we're living in doesn't do anything to really help us to be patient because we're living in this fast-paced world that's promising everything, you know, as quickly as possible. So how do we go back? I'm starting by this summer. I mean, we've had the past two weeks, um, well, this is our second week now, home and living a little more slowly. And it's like a huge sigh of relief uh, to not be rushing around, to not be traveling, to not be keeping my suitcase out because we're just packing it up again, even though we are going to Simply Living for Him retreat in a month, which I'm very excited about. But honestly, that doesn't stress me out. <laughs> I'm excited about that. But for a while there, I wasn't even putting my suitcase away because we were just packing it up again, like every other week for a trip. So I've kind of taken this last week and then this week to really just be like, okay, we can take a deep breath. I can sit with my chickens. I did that the other day. If you follow me on Instagram stories, I had some pictures. I was just so enjoying the beautiful weather, sitting outside and taking a breath. But in our society, you feel guilty when you do that because you're supposed to be go, 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 go. 
But I, I think that God wants us to rest like that. He wants us to exhale a bit. He doesn't want, I mean, he wants us to work hard and be diligent. Yes, and not lazy. But we also can take a step back and live a little bit more slowly and understand that that go, go, go attitude isn't meant to be every second of the day because we do have in the Bible the Sabbath and we do find rest and we God does talk about rest for us. So we have to be really careful about that. Um, but, you know, we we can just really try to, I don't want to be countercultural, but just be more aware of our, I mean, you can't change the culture. And like I said, I don't know how, how you would make the culture even go back at this time, but we can change what we do. And in fact, another thing I want to talk about in this episode, I told you it was going to be a little mishmash of stuff. Speaking of culture, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about was, um, you guys know that we do our Bible time as a family, right? And so it's really important to us that we are, uh, keeping the Bible as the foundation of our family and we read through the whole Bible. I think I told you guys that it took us over two years and we finished it this past March and we read through the entire Bible together as a family back to front and we back to front, front to back. <laughs> I didn't mean to say back to front. Yeah. I read the Bible backwards to my family. I'm, I'm really talented. <laughs> no, we started in Genesis and we ended in Revelation. We went front to back. We read the entire thing except maybe a few words I skipped in Leviticus, just being honest. But truly, we read through everything, even the hard stuff in Leviticus, even the hard passages. I wanted to be able to say that I read every word of the Bible to my children, with maybe the exception of, like I said, just a very few. So um, I'm, I can talk about that on a whole another episode. In fact, I should. I should talk about how we read through the entire Bible and what that looked like and how to do it with little ones and older ones. And if you want to hear about that, let me know because I will do an, an episode about that in the future. Um, but so we just finished reading through the Bible and that took us like two and a half years, but or two and a little over two years. So what that did though for us was it really instilled in us a habit that has now formed. Now it again, going, tying that back into this whole instant gratification thing, right? There was nothing instant about that. The Bible is a big book, right? And when you're reading it together, it takes a long time. And now I was the one that read it out loud. It wasn't like we took turns. I I read it out loud. Um, and the reason being is really just because the, Steve doesn't like to read out loud and he's a little... Um, I'll just say he's more slow <laughs> reading. He wouldn't, he wouldn't care that I said that. Um, and so I just was the one to do it. So anyway, we started, um, two years ago and in the beginning I was kind of reading it with, um, a commentary and literally like breaking down every line as I read it. And I realized with that, that if we did really want to read through the entire Bible before the kids were adults, we should not, you know, take one line at a time. We would never finish. So we started, you know, doing a little less of that. <clears throat> and we really did read pretty much every single day. And what a lesson in perseverance and in patience and in, um, you know, teaching our children these things that obviously there's no instant gratification. There's instant gratification in the, in what you're reading each day. Absolutely. And see, there's the lesson. There is gratification in what we're doing, but then in the overall process, there's huge gratification in that we're sticking to it. You know, it wasn't something we could say we did in 
three months. And I know there are people that say they read the whole Bible in 90 days and, you know, maybe on your own if you're reading a lot each day. But what we were doing was we were reading just like a chapter on average a day. Some days a little more, but usually just a chapter. And, um, well, I shouldn't say that. Well, I would say on average, probably one to two chapters on average. There were days where we read more. Sometimes we were like really into something and we maybe went five or six, but let's say on average a few. And only towards the end, we really did stick with it every single day. And that was the really cool thing because by you know, just a few weeks in, it just became such a part of us. Like after dinner, the kids were like, when's Bible time? Is it Bible time? Like we just do it now every night. Like when are we doing Bible? Cause you know, things change. Like now after dinner, we're able to go outside because the weather is so nice and it's light out till nine o'clock. Hallelujah. So, you know, times change. So they'll say, when's Bible time? Are we doing Bible time? And so it always gets done before, before bed. Um, And even in the early time doing it, the first and second year, like I would be traveling to speak at a convention and we would FaceTime and still read the Bible together. So that was really cool. But I will admit that in the past six months, the last six months of the reading, there were a lot more days that we had to miss than in the beginning. In the beginning, we hardly missed any. We hardly missed any nights reading the Bible together, even if it was late, even if I was away, we found a way. Um, But then at the end, we did miss several just because we were in kind of like a busy time and my daughter was doing different activities in the evening and just because it got late or whatever. So we did skip some more days, just being honest again with you all. But again, it taught perseverance and it taught, there's not this instant gratification, but boy, is there gratification when you finish doing something like that and you don't give up and you go two and a half years. So, okay. Going back to what I want to tell you though. So we did that and we finished that, um, in March. And then we started doing this program called little pilgrims theology. And, um, we, it's, it's really a cool, cool resource. And I was given it for review and, uh, we went through one of the books and we just finished that one a few days ago. And so that one was sort of replaced our Bible reading, but it was still part of our Bible time at night. So our family Bible time always takes place at night. And so that became our family Bible time. And it was more, um, studying different parts of theology, but then using, you know, verses and chapters in the Bible to back it up. So we were able to still be in the word every night as a family. And there's a few more books that go with that program and I'd like to do them. But then I had this idea, something came up in our family a couple of days ago, a discussion. And I have this idea. It was, it was a discussion, you know, I'm not going to go into the details, but it was a discussion that kind of brought up a cultural thing, you know, something that's going on in the culture. And, you know, I wanted to address the situation with my kids of how we handle this thing that's going on, you know, in a biblical perspective and how we as Christians who are following God's word and what the Bible says, how do we handle this issue that has come up that is a kind of cultural thing? So... Anyway, I came across an article about this issue and um, I thought, oh, I'm going to read this, you know, with the kids. And then I thought, you know what, for the next few weeks, let's just see how it goes. And I said to Steve last night, I want to do every night for our Bible time, a cultural, what did I call it? A cultural discussion or something like that. We're going to have a cultural discussion. And what I mean by that is um, approaching different topics that 
are going on around us, you know, in the culture and in our current events or whatever, and approaching them from a biblical perspective and then reading the Bible to kind of go along with the issues. So um, I have three teenagers now. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is, like I said, mishmash of a podcast episode, but maybe this would be something that you would be interested in doing with your family. Um, But I have three teenagers now. And I'm like, you know what? These are things we really need to talk about. Like, I mean, we talk about things of the culture. We kind of, you know, talk about things in passing, but like to have a dedicated time each night to really sit and discuss these things with our teenagers. And, and I also have a nine-year-old, but, you know, he's perfectly fine being part of these conversations. And I think this is going to be a good thing. So we started it already. And, um, I kind of read this article that had to do with this issue that we had kind of stumbled upon through some circumstances and something that I thought needed to be dealt with. And, you know, something that they have heard about from us all the time about like, you know, don't do this or don't do that. But then it was like, okay, but why? What does the Bible say? Why do mommy and daddy say you shouldn't do this thing? And so we read through different Bible verses about it. I read an article that was really informative and explained from a biblical perspective about this issue. And so I have another article set for our next little cultural discussion. But just to give examples of things that, you know, I'm thinking that we'll be talking about might be, you know, some sensitive topics, you know, maybe with relationships and dating and sexuality and things like that. Of course, there's always the topics of um, homosexuality and all the gender um, issues that are going on in our culture right now. And even though they're sensitive topics, I believe that they're really important because as I look at my daughter, who is going to be um, 18 next year, and she'll be going to college. And whether she goes away to college or not, we're thinking probably not, but she still will be going to college, even if she's living at home. Um, She's going to be around, you know, different people. The bubble is going to burst at some point. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a bad way, like we've kept her in a bubble and now it's going to burst. But, you know, we have to sort of make the transition and let them know what they are going to be facing out in that world. And I don't want to be naive and think, well, we've taught them everything and they'll be just fine because we've taught them everything, but we've taught them everything under the um, shelter and care and protection of our home. And I can't be naive and think that they're not going to be bombarded with other, um, you know, points of view out there and things like that. So I really want them to be prepared. And I really think it's important, even if we don't feel like it as parents, to discuss these things that we have to. Um, But then there will be issues, though, you know, discussing, like I said, so relationships, maybe dating, things like that, Um, you know, alcohol and drug use, things like that, Um, just uh, social media. Um, you know, just or just looking at different cultural things. You know, if there's things going on with um, politics, or if there's things going on in the news. You know, I want to sort of bring one to the table each night, discuss it as we should discuss what's going on in the culture, but then look at it biblically. So pulling out the Bible and saying, what does the Bible say about these issues? It's one thing to talk about these issues, but as I said before. Our opinion of things does not make it true. So we can talk about these issues. We can debate back and forth, left and right, who's believing what and whose opinion is what. 
But I want to open the Bible and say, what does God say about this? And what does the Bible say about this? Because that's really what I want my children to follow. Not what mommy and daddy think, not our opinion. Hopefully my opinion and what I think is coming from the Bible, right? But they need to learn to think for themselves and they need to learn to open the Bible and say, is this in line with what God says? And if it's not, what do we do about that? How do we handle that issue? How do we go about living in the culture and being around these issues? So that was another thing I wanted to bring up in this podcast tonight because I thought that's a really you know, um, helpful thing. If you have teenagers out there, I've had questions at conferences. I've had questions on emails. You know, What do you do with your kids to prepare them for culture? Or how do you handle social media and things like that? Well, this is what I'm thinking we're going to be doing right now for... I'm going to give it a, like a week or two and see, maybe this will be a longer term thing or, or what, but for right now, I'm thinking our Bible time is going to just hit the cultural aspects, the current events, things like that, and discuss these topics. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And I don't go into it thinking that every night we're going to have these lovely discussions. I have a feeling there might be some hard ones, but again, there's no instant gratification in life, right? That's part of it. Having hard discussions, that's part of it. Things that are difficult. Um, and God works through all of that. So those are, those are two things so far. My little mishmash is, um, what we're doing in our Bible time and, you know, trying to foster this like more simple way again, when we're, we're not focused on having everything and having it now and a fast paced, you know, society and things like that. And then the other thing I just want to talk about was like summertime and keeping it simple. And, you know, these kind of things all sort of tie together, but how do we keep it simple for our kids in the summer? Stop running around. Stop trying to be, fill your schedule up. You know, enjoy the little break. Enjoy the little Sabbath of summer. You know, enjoy the season um, where you can be outside and just, if you got chickens, look at your chickens. I'm telling you, they're like therapy. The other day I was watching them. I, who needs TV? I sat and I was watching my chickens fight over their food, running around their pen. It was hysterical. Uh, they cracked me up. So it really is sometimes therapy to just be outdoors, to just be, you know, take time to be in the word, take time to be studying the word, Take time to sit in his creation and, um, you know, keep things a bit more simple. You do not need to spend money. You do not need to fill up your calendar to enjoy summer. Kids literally are thrilled. My kids right now are outside. They play in the hose. They are filling up these giant buckets with water and dunking themselves in them. They're running around barefoot out there. They have made a little, um, what's it called? Um, Ninja Warrior thing back there. They made a monkey bar set in our barn with a ladder. I got pictures of that on Instagram. Um, They used PVC pipe to make all these contraptions that they sort of swing on and stuff. It's crazy. But you know what? I don't have to spend a dime. They're outside. They're using their imagination. They're being physical. They're using their bodies. They're um, 
keeping it simple, simple summer. So what are your ideas? How are you going to keep it simple in your summer? You know, last year and previous years on the blog, I've done a series about simple summer. I'm thinking of bringing that back. Quite honestly, I haven't put up a lot of blog posts because I've just been resting and, um, you know, my mind is at rest. I don't have a lot to say sometimes, but I'm thinking of bringing that simple summer, um, series back. And I know we're just about in the thick of summer already. It's already going to be mid June. So if you're interested in kind of, um, seeing some of those posts again, I will bring that back. That's another thing you can let me know in the comments or email me. Um, so let me know, what do you guys think? How are you kind of going against the grain to keep it more simple, to keep it more slow, to not foster that need for instant gratification? And how are you dealing with things with your children in um, your Bible time? I'd love to hear all these different things and continue this conversation. That's one thing about podcasts. It's not a back and forth conversation. It's just me talking. So I want to hear what you guys have to say, and we can continue the conversation over there on Facebook or wherever you're listening to this blog, comment, I mean this podcast, comment and and let me know. I'd love to see that. Um, What else can I tell you? Okay, so June 30th is a big day. That is the last possible day for registration for the Simply Living for Him retreat. I'm really excited because yesterday we hit 34 registrations. And if you know, in the past two years, we've had exactly 33 women at each conference. It's not a conference, at each retreat. So um, we have now surpassed that number. And, you know, we'll see what God does because sometimes at the end, I know people can't make it or whatever, but we'll see how many we end up with this year. I just think it's really cool that we're like hovering right around that 33 number again. So we do still have room for more and you can register right up till June 30th, but then that's it. Then I have to close registration. So go to www.simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats, register today if you want to come. I am getting ready for um, all the little details. My my daughter Grace is now working for me for Simply Living for Him. She's an employee and she is my assistant and she has been working hard helping me just in all the little details. But I am I have so much peace about this retreat. I'm so excited about this. I just feel so um, so much like God is going to just do a big thing through it. And as you guys know, we're not doing a summer retreat next year. I don't know what the future is for the Simply Living for Him retreat beyond next summer. I do know that we're not doing one next summer, but I also know that I would like to continue the retreat either in other locations at other times of the year. So if that is something you are interested in, please email me. Um, Also, you can find a form on Simply Living for Him, a form to fill out if you want to bring a retreat or an event. I can come and just do a one-day event for your church or your um, women's group, your Bible study group, you know, your women's group, something like that. So we are looking to see what the possibilities are for the future of the retreat. But for now, right now will be our last summer retreat in Gettysburg for now. So if you are on the fence, that might just put you over the fence because you don't want to miss out. So please join us July 12th to the 14th over in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Registration ends June 30th. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, can you please rate or review it so that other people can um, also get this message out? I would love for you to share 
the podcast with your friends if it has blessed you. It was so exciting this year at the homeschool conventions that I was speaking at to meet so many people that came up to me and they're like, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, really? (laughs) So I was just so excited to actually meet people that are listening and to get such positive feedback. So if that's you, please share the podcast with your friends. Um, And let's see, did I have anything else to tell you? Our Simply Seeking Him journal is available on Amazon.com. That's brand new. That is just a very simple, no-fluff way to kind of organize your mental clutter and for your quiet Bible time. You can check that out on Amazon. And until the next podcast, I wish you blessings and joy.